Hi there, and welcome to The Works. I'm Ben Shea. And I'm Ben Peltier. In today's show, a somewhat psychedelic walk across the Death Bridge in the company of Japanese artist Keiichi Tanami. While Tanami's work sometimes contains real monsters, we'll also be looking at how human beings sometimes label other human beings as monsters, as they did with Joseph Merrick, who also came to be called the Elephant Man. And on a more cheerful note, we move to Latin America in our studio performance today with Azucar Latina. But before all that, currently on show at the Asia Society is the first major solo exhibition in Hong Kong of artist Xu Bing. It begins with Metamorphosis. The exhibition runs at the Asia Society Hong Kong Center until the end of August. Its underlying theme of metamorphosis is examined through a series of Xu Bing's old and more recent works. In two works, silkworms are the transformative agent. One is called Silkworm Book. The opening features a mulberry tree in a ceramic vase with live silkworms. Silkworm,羊啊什么这样的一些活的生灵来一起做作品。当时做了很多年的这个在美国养蚕系列。这个Silkworm这个残花这个作品是在当时完成的一件作品。Zhu Bing was trained in printmaking, but he has long since broadened his artistic range, using a wide variety of unexpected materials to create art that focuses predominantly on language. First shown in Beijing in 1988, Book from the Sky is a monumental installation that took four years to finish. It consists of 4,000 unreadable Chinese characters, in printed volumes and scrolls, made with handcrafted printing blocks. The book was previously exhibited at the Hong Kong Museum of Art in 2005. <laughs> 但是参与多了以后你会发现自己好像失去了很多东西谁都可以读懂的一本书
Tobacco projects began in 2000 when Zhu Bing was invited to be an artist in residence at North Carolina's Duke University in the United States. It explores the history of black slaves in tobacco plantations, global trade, the ironies of advertising a harmful substance, and a personal story. Uh, Chichan 然后我把这些词汇呢交给我的一个朋友叫瑞内然后呢他是作家所以呢我说可以不可以用这些词呢限定在这些词呢来写一首诗呃最后他说可以因为他很聪明所以他后来就写了这样的一首叫 Background Story is a series of works in which the artist collects various materials and natural debris attached to frosted acrylic panels. This particular piece has specific local references. Chichan作品是一种光的绘画。我的后期的一些作品呢，很多作品都。涉及到中国传统绘画是因为我发现通过我的创作对我个人来说呢是一个探索和寻找我们这个文化中哪些东西是特殊的哪些东西是优质的哪些东西是我们过去并没有意识到的我通过我的特殊的艺术创作的方法
He says that from that moment on, the meaning of life changed for him. やっぱりその、これは日本の神話に、神話というか日本の今回初めて香港で展覧会することになったので、まあまずもその彼の光の he went to Andy Warhol's factory. He was shocked and delighted by the freedom in Warhol's work and took him as a role model. その、やっぱりなかなかその 彫刻か、まあ写真か、そういったそのメディアの垣根っていうのはもともと全然なくて、すべてはその表現のために。Welcome back. As we saw in part one of the show, in the work of Keiichi Tanami, sometimes human beings encounter real horrors, and sometimes they create horrors out of their imagination. But there are other times when people project their own ideas of horror onto people who are simply different or suffering from disabilities. Then we can become the monsters, and that's what the life story of The Elephant Man, presented in Hong Kong as a stage play last year, shows us. 
quality of mercy is not strained. It droppeth as the gentle rain from heaven upon the place beneath. It is twice blessed. It blesseth him that gives, then him that takes. John Merrick existed in, in the late 1800s in England. He was seriously deformed. He was in a circus as part of an entertainment. Who might you be, sir? Oh, just one of the curious. I'd like to see it. I don't think so, no. Closed. Now, I would pay handsomely for a private viewing. You are the proprietor. Handsomely? Who sent you? Well, never mind. I am the owner. He was rescued by a surgeon, an eminent surgeon called uh, Frederick Treves, who took him to the London Hospital where he treated him and he then began to talk and began to reveal that he was a very intelligent man and became part of London society. He was only 27 when he died and so in the period of from 21 to 27 is the story that we focus on in, in, in the play. Nigel did the adaptation from the journals of Frederick Treves, the, the doctor copious notes on his uh, relationship, his treatment of uh, John Merrick. Please remove your hat and your coat. I would like to ask you some questions. And I think you have to be a pretty cold individual not to be moved by this the story. There is, in terms of physical disability and things like that, tremendous, tremendous uh, discrimination. I'm sorry. I'll get you some more breakfast. Even though people would never admit to it, do you know? And we, we, I don't think we realised, though, before we started doing the show, no. um, how, you know, what kind of reaction people, people powerful, would have. Yeah, exactly. Powerful. Uh, we, we've done quite a bit in the education system and to get some kids that come in uh, theatre and then suddenly to see them wide-eyed and, uh, and affected is a definite plus because we're crossing all kinds of, of barriers there and uh, so we're, uh, you, we feel we're making a difference, I think. If we can make audiences think a little bit about, not just about the show, but about, the you know, like you said, about the situation in Hong Kong or about wherever they may live, then... Uh, it's, it's really nice for us to think that that's happening. We're not just telling a story, but we're actually making people think about the topic. I don't think he belongs here. He'd be much better off somewhere he could be better looked after. Sorry to have wasted your time, sir. You lead us in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And yay. I kind of so think if he was in this, this physical agony all the time, I kind of have to try and put myself through that. And by doing that, you know, the, the character comes across to the audience much more. And I mean, obviously, I've, I've done it so many times now. But I think, you know, I'm uncomfortable and it, that makes it uncomfortable for the audience to watch. And I think that, you know, that's kind of an important thing that, you know, a lot of the time you... You see somebody on the street with one leg or one arm begging for money and people, you know, they want to, you don't want to connect with that because, it, you know, you, you might feel guilty or you feel bad about yourself, you, do, you know, 
and so it's that same kind of feeling here that I wanted to put that, that, that discomfort and the thing that people don't want to see and we wanted to put it right in front of them so that they couldn't, um, you know, so that they, they couldn't look away and they had to, had to connect with it. Thanks to the World Cup, Brazil and Latin America have very much been on the world's mind in recent weeks. So how can the works miss the chance to at least pay a little homage to the event? Well, for those who have had more than enough of football, don't worry. We certainly are not about to bring you art dedicated to soccer. But a touch of one of the other things Latin America is best known for, it's music. Here's Azucar Latina. All right. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you and for thank you for us. the uh, members of uh, Azucar Latina for coming yeah, as well. It's our pleasure. My pleasure. Perhaps you could start by introducing the members. Tell us uh, the names, where they're from, and uh, the instruments they play. Perfect. We have on this side Mr. Angus from Australia. We have Overon, a.k.a. Dodo, from the <laughs> Philippines. Maestro John Campos from the Philippines. We have at the back Jordi Guzman from Dominican Republic. I, I guess I, I'm, not, I'm all right. Uh, Oscar <laughs> from El Salvador. We have here from Mexico, Poncho. And we have all the way from Togo here, our brother. <laughs> That's the way we call him, Toby. Nice. And how did this group form together? I mean, you guys are all from different places. What's the inspiration behind it? Well, the whole inspiration basically is what we, what we know is music. Music got us together. And luckily, we have the same path, the same ambition, the same um, music uh, love for Latin music. Mm. So we just got together and made it. Cool. But I mean, obviously, you guys mix uh, Latin music with a bit of a uh, cantopop pop as well. How does that work out? Well, that worked out very well, actually. You just need to have a very good sense of Latin style music that we have, thank God. And uh, mi mixing in Hong Kong with good kinds of pop music as, you know, all the musicians that I've been involved with. So it worked very, pretty fine. And what plans do you have coming up? you have uh, some concerts coming up? Well, the f uh, first of all, we we're planning our, f our first CD with this format, with Zucker Latina Ensemble. Mm. It's going to be out by the beginning of next year. And we're having a big concert coming up July 31st. Don't miss it. <laughs> At Grappa's. Yes, it's, uh, it's Glory Coffee presenting us this, doing this show. Yeah, so don't miss it. If people want to find out more about your the ensemble, about you, where can they go to do that? Yeah, please go to our website, candelapromotion.com. Can you play a song for us tonight, then? Sure, we're going to do it right now. The song is gonna, it's, it's called Quizás Quizás. It's a very old, old song from Latin America, very popular. It's a cha-cha-cha style. Cool. Looking forward to it. Cool. Enjoy.
Así pasan los días y yo desesperando y tú, tú contestando, quizás, 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 